Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 11. That's what's happening. People are just bidding them up like crazy. And everyone thinks, foreclosure, I need to buy a foreclosure. That's a good deal. That's not the truth. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. An audio experience where we don't just talk about it. We live it. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts and I am one of your hosts. Recently, I began my real estate investing career with my wife by buying our first house and it has lit a fire under me. I am just hungry and excited to buy more real estate. But I don't want to just buy real estate just for the sake of buying real estate. I want to find a good deal, right? And so one of the ways that I can do that is by buying a foreclosed house or a house going into foreclosure. This is a great way to make money on long-term investments and short-term investments. And so today I talked to my co-host Matt Teifke and our good buddy Emil Sarfani about how this process works and how you can make money by buying foreclosures. This is a really good episode, really educational and really entertaining. So stick around to the end, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. Hello, friends. Recently, um, I have been looking into foreclosures because I want to buy a house below market value. And um, I, you know, have obviously listening to bigger pockets and reading blogs and stuff like that. Like, you know, foreclosures, pre foreclosures, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, has been recommended to buy a house below market value so yeah. that you can maximize your, um, I guess, your potential to profit um, in that business deal. Um, but not having experience in the real estate industry as much as you, um, I don't know how to look for foreclosures. Um, so, would you like to walk us through it? Yes, of course. Okay, we're here with uh, uh, Matt and Emil. Um, so, there's three of us here today. <laughs> morning everybody all right so there's a there's a lot of different ways to search for foreclosures mm-hmm. you can find them on the MLS you can find them on the HUD website mm-hmm. this what I'm gonna walk everyone through um, is just one method okay. and so it's, it's the county clerk Tra- this is Travis County so mm-hmm. there's Williamson County um, all the different counties right and the way it works is that there's a foreclosure on the first Tuesday of every month at 10 a.m. on the courthouse steps. Okay. And so I've, I've gone a few times and there's like 20 or 30 people. Uh, we've gone out there and we had lawn chairs and boxes of pizza and <laughs> we hung out for five hours. Nice. But there's a trustee that does the sale and there might be 10 trustees doing the sale at the same time. Uh-huh. So it's really kind of the Wild West. Like there can, might be somebody in the corner like whispering the sale, seriously and then someone over here yelling it. And so it's just kind of an interesting business. Like some people don't want to sell it, but they have to go to the courthouse auction. Okay. Um, they don't want to sell maybe because there's a ton of equity Yeah. And, and they don't want an investor to come in and buy it. So they'd rather have the highest bid and no one else hear about it. Right. So this is the uh, county clerk website. Okay. Um, this is tccsearch.org. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you go to the Notice of Substitute Trustee Sale. Okay. So that's under the document type. Okay. And then you click in the date. So you the first date would be like, let's just do July 4th until today. So these are all the, this list is going to be all the people that are going into foreclosure 
on the first Tuesday of August. Okay. So we search, and usually there's a pretty big list that comes up. Does so, this, I mean, so these people are for sure going into foreclosure. Like, do they still have an opportunity to, uh, I guess, keep their house? They do. Um, so they're on the list, like they're late. But sometimes they'll make the payment and pay it off early. Yeah. Or they'll extend it, and they might go to the September foreclosure date. Okay. Every lender is a little bit different. Um, it just depends on how much they're going to work with you or not. Gotcha. So you see, here's a list. There's 15 on this page. Yeah. Uh, we could go through all of these, but um, if you click on it, it will actually give you the address. Um, sometimes it'll tell you how much they owe. Okay. So, for example, this one, here's the, the date that they got this was 2006, so they've owned it for a while. Um, date of sale, 8-7. One, earliest it'll begin 1 o'clock on the courthouse. So, this is the... the so, they're going to sell it on the... 7th of um, August coming up. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So you could go to the, so you have the, the property address. And so, I'm so sorry to, no, who, you're who's selling it? So if the owners are going into foreclosure, mm -hmm. they can't afford the house anymore, that means who's who's selling it? Is it? So the, the trustee is the person that sells it. Okay. So this is trustee sale. Okay. But the trustee works for the person that gave the mortgage. Okay. So they're representing the mortgage, mortgage holder. Come, yeah, I gotcha. And so right here, the grantee would be the person that has the mortgage in their name and that's not current. Mm -hmm. So you see these two names right here. You can go and track them down however you want. Okay. Um, you could look them up on Facebook. That's where, you know, Emil, you might have some insight. You got to get creative. Okay. Because uh, you can track them down on Facebook. You can send them mailers. You can look up where they work. You could go knock on their door. And there's a lot of people doing this. Like, yeah. I don't know how many, but right. maybe a hundred that yeah. are all looking at this same list. So it's a competitive game. And are you, so are you able to like say I did want to, I mean, it's not August 7th yet. The sale hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So am I able to go contact these people and buy the house potentially before it's put up for auction? Yes. Well, exactly. So yeah, they owe the bank money in these situations like let's just give an example they're twenty thousand dollars behind yeah if you go and make a deal with them and give twenty thousand dollars to the bank and they sign over the deed now you own the house okay so I've done it and and you can get really good equity because like these people they they had it in 2006 yeah so they've paid it down for 12 years they might have put a 20% down payment down right they might have some good equity and so it all comes down to the numbers so First step for people out there is um, getting to this list yeah. and then tracking down the owners. Okay. And then what you want to find out is what's the payoff statement from the bank. Mm -hmm. So the bank will send you like, hey, $150,000 pays this whole thing off and you're good. You know it's worth three hundred, and that maybe there's not a lot of work, then that's a good deal that you want to try and figure out how to make work. Yeah. But you're going to be competing right. with, with eight other people. Yeah. And so that price gets bid up. Gotcha. So it's a tough game. Yeah. And every foreclosure isn't a good isn't a good deal. You know? Exactly. Because I know just, I mean, I you mentioned just now that um, if it doesn't need a lot of work. You know, whenever I think of foreclosures, 
um, just generally I think of like someone who like just beat up the house, like there's holes in the wall, mm-hmm. um, stuff's missing, broken windows, stuff like that. Um, and so if um, there is a lot of damage, like if the, if the numbers don't work, it, it wouldn't be a good deal. Yeah, 100%. And I've also seen people that will do like a 3% down payment, mm-hmm. right? And they might not, pay. I've seen people not pay for three to four years. I, I, it's crazy to think that that's possible. I don't understand how yeah, how they're. Able <laughs> I don't. To stay I don't either. House. I've seen someone who hasn't paid for eight years. Yeah. Literally. Somehow, Jeez. you know, you pay a little bit, maybe I guess, and you keep stringing them along. And yeah. the banks don't want to do foreclosures. That's not what what they're in business for. They right. want to lend money. Yeah. So they'll they'll. I mean, people will file for bankruptcy, and then that might delay it for six months. And yeah. So someone might have put. So there might be a foreclosure where they put 3% down uh-huh. and they haven't made a payment in five years. Right. So it's probably not a good deal. Yeah. You know, unless there's, you had crazy there's, appreciation. There's yeah. still strategies with that too. You can short sale it. You can go to the bank and try to negotiate. Now that's a complicated process that requires a short sale specialist. I would recommend that. But there's always, there's usually a strategy to at least try with, with almost any house. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Can you tell me what a short sale is? Yeah, it's it, from the, the most basic ideas that say that the house is worth 200000 the person owes a hundred and fifty, but there's still about fifty thousand dollars in repairs. So by the time you get the house and you resell it, and there's closing costs. It, it, it's worth less than, uh, or it's worth more. Sorry, it's the the loan payoff amount is more than what the house is worth. Okay. Um, or the numbers themselves all put together are more than what the house is worth. Okay. And in that scenario, to to be able to get the house, um, in a profitable way, is you have to actually negotiate with the lender to short sale. The mortgage amount. Buy it for less than the one. Basically, go to the the low uh, the lender and say, hey, instead of taking one fifty on the house, what if I uh, pay you a hundred thousand um, pay off uh, to to pay off the loan? Yeah. And so you know, there's a whole process where they get a realtor involved. They try to sell it at the price of the the loan the loan payoff amount, and typically that doesn't sell because it's underwater already. Right. And then they and then you go ahead and you negotiate that loan amount down. So that's. That's a short sale. It's it's incredibly complicated. I wouldn't suggest doing it if you've never done it before by yourself. But um, it, it's a strategy. But yeah, what Matt is saying about you know being able to go to this list. Yeah. Uh, now this list comes out usually on the fifteenth of the month, um, and and sometimes earlier. Right. And so you have about three weeks to to get to these people before it gets auctioned off. So the best deals typically are getting bought before they come before they come to the auction. Right. Um, so if you, I mean, if you see these on this list and you're like just betting on, you know, going to the auction and seeing these, some of, some of them aren't going to be there. Yeah, I would say a lot of them are not going to be there, or, or some of them may not be there. Yeah, especially the ones that have high equity. Those are the ones that investors um, are gunning after because those are you know good deals to go after. You can take over the loan and just say, hey, I'll pay the reinstatement fee of your loan and take over your payments and you just deed me the house and I'll get you out of that foreclosure situation mm-hmm. and all you have to do is deed me your house and I'll go ahead and take over your payment. Uh-huh. Hey, the house is worth 250000 they only owe 100000 on it right. and maybe they have $20,000 in repairs and a $10,000 reinstatement fee, you pay that 10000 to the bank, you just take over the $100,000 loan, you make your payments and now you have that spread of 
in this case, 130,000 between the 250,000. That's your profit, right? Uh, yes. After the closing cost. So yeah, there are a lot of good deals on the foreclosure list. They're the most motivated sellers, which is why you can get the best deals out of them. Right. It also means it's the most competitive. So yeah. any one foreclosure house will get about 150 mailers uh, right after that list comes out. It's in that first week of being out on the foreclosure list they'll get 150 mailers. So yeah. a strategy that you know most people don't necessarily suggest for the foreclosure list specifically, uh, or the pre-foreclosure list specifically, is to send direct mail because they're getting 150 of those yellow letters or All postcards. Right. And so you're getting, you're gonna get lost in that. You're never really gonna come out of that. The best strategy for a pre-foreclosure is to go door knock. It's really? intimidating. Yeah. It, it, it's, it can be scary. Those people are, you know, they've already been door knocked 10, 20, 30 times yeah. by real estate investors who are, you know, who they now have a, a thing of, oh, you just want to take advantage of me. And so they typically can be kind of upset. I've done it too, where you go and they're more than willing to talk to you because they do want to sell the house. Maybe they do, you know, identify their situation as something that they don't want to be in. Yeah. And so they invite you in, they tell you what's going on, they show you around the house. And you have the opportunity to talk deal. Yeah. Um, and the hardest thing about uh, uh, buying a home as a real estate investor is getting that appointment. If you go door knock, there's your appointment. You're right there in front of them. Right. Now, yeah. the way you talk to them and the way you get inside the house, the way you get them to tell you their problems, that's on you. That yeah. that that makes you the good the good investor, the good negotiator. Right. Uh, and and they have so many people coming at them that. You have to kind of be a little creative about it and try to understand and come at them with a service heart. Yeah. Try to truly solve their problem. And maybe sometimes that problem is not buying that house. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you come at this situation with a with a service mind, yeah, they may be a lot more willing to talk to you. And it may take a second to be like, hey, look, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. Right. You know, I've been out to a house and this person had gotten so many people door knocked that he literally before I even walked onto the driveway opened his door and said leave yeah. you know <laughs> and at that point you just get in your car and yeah. go because yeah. that's not someone that's going to sit there and and invite you in after a very you know For sure they're yeah. not happy about their situation they don't want to sit there and talk to you about yeah. it yeah so. definitely yeah and he's yeah. right man it's it's intimidating that's the hardest thing because yeah. i've done it too and i've knocked and i'm like man i kind of hope they don't answer oh yeah yeah because, yeah. because it's a balance i mean in one on one hand you're trying to get a good deal right and the other hand you actually are helping somebody yeah like if you don't buy it or if someone doesn't buy it then they're gonna go to foreclosure and get nothing out of it yeah so I've done it twice but and he's right with the service heart and you got to go and say I'm here to help but I've gone and I went to a door and she had a guy in front of me and a guy after me meeting with her mm -hmm. and I just went in and I said hey all I can tell you is I've done this before and if I say I'm going to do this deal, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to close it, and I'm not going to string you along. And tell me whatever offer that you get, and I'll try and beat it or match it. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks later, she called me, and she gave me that opportunity, and I got the deal. That's awesome. Uh, and, and I did it with someone else, so I've done two of these, and they love me. Like, they gave me a hug. They were crying. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a big part that people don't realize. Like, when you're knocking on the door, they think these people are here to just screw me. Right. Yeah. Which there is a business part where you're trying to make money. That's sure, why you're doing yeah, that's it. Why we're in it. Yeah. But like he said, um, you can you can just pay it off, or you can also give them like like you can pay off ten thousand dollars. They owe a hundred, and you can give them twenty thousand extra, yeah. and that's twenty thousand that they weren't going to get because if it goes to the auction, and it sells and it gets bid up, which it will, yeah, they don't make any of that money. 
It goes to the bank. No, yeah. Not to mention foreclosure is the atomic bomb for your credit. I mean, oh, it, it's yeah. a 10-year nightmare. You're for, if you go into foreclosure, you're not... It's not the end of your issues. It's the beginning of your issues. Oh, yeah. right? You're, you're, you're yeah. starting a 10-year journey of not being able to get another loan, not being able to buy a car, not being able to buy a house, not being able Even to get a job. rent a house. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it becomes very difficult to navigate that for 7 to 10 years when you go into foreclosure. So, yeah, there are some investors that are looking to take advantage of these people. Yeah. And if you're not one of them and you're good at what you do and you're there to actually provide a solution. Yeah. They, it, you are providing a solution. Right. There is risk involved. You are taking on a, a property. You know, you, you are you you are in this to make money, and so you want to make sure the numbers work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you can't offer that solution to every single person that's on that list because sometimes if there is not a solution to be had, mm-hmm. you know, if they've been if it's an eight year, uh, you know, situation where they haven't paid their loan for eight years mm-hmm. and they're underwater by one hundred thirty thousand. There's not much you can really do there. You yeah. can try to negotiate with the bank, and that may work, um, but it's a slim chance, especially if they're already on that foreclosure list. A short sale takes a long time, and so typically, if if there, you know, there's not always a deal to be had. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so the only time that uh, someone would be evicted from a house is after someone else takes possession of the house, like if the bank owns it or someone else buys it. So, is that correct? Yes, other than so the like, rental side. Like when going to like door knock and stuff like that, like uh-huh. the houses, they wouldn't be vacant. Like the, they would still be living there. Well, every every deal is different. Like, you don't know what the situation is uh-huh. on these. This one we're looking at, they these people may have bailed like yeah. six months ago. Okay. They might be living in Alaska. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Uh, or they might have figured this out. Yeah. And then you go to the foreclosure, and it's they don't. They don't t- they don't read this address out. Okay. So basically, you get all these addresses. You do all your research on the actual. Pr- you do if you're there's a couple of different ways. So you either track down the owners. Yeah. Or you mm-hmm. do that and you go to the actual auction. Okay. So when you go to the auction, you want to have done some research on these houses because the other side of it is, you don't necessarily get to get inside all of these. Yeah. So you have an address. You know the numbers, but you might not know the condition. Okay. You can try everything you can to look through the windows, try and get in. Sure. But a lot of times you're bidding on something that you just haven't seen. So that's why you need to have like 80 to 100 grand sometimes because there might be 30, 40, 50,000 in work. So yeah. there's so that, that's be, a risk. Could be riskier. Yeah, that's the risk that you take. Auction buying is definitely as well something that you should do with someone who's done it before yeah uh because there's a art to auction buying as well okay uh and 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 like like matt said yeah you don't have they don't have interior photos of the house right typically yeah um and so yeah it's auction buying is also something that you should probably do with either a group of people that have done it before so you can learn a couple times first time you go to an auction i would say don't buy anything just yeah. try yeah. to understand what the process is like yeah before you actually are a serious buyer yeah learn that process because it's it is you don't want to get into a situation where you you buy something at the auction especially since you have to have uh, a cash or cash equivalent at an auction there's not there's not going to get a loan for the house you bought at the auction you need to have if you if that house is for sale for fifty thousand dollars you need to have a money order or a cashier's check for fifty thousand dollars. There's you. not. Yeah. There's no. They, they don't wait for that. Okay. Um, and 
the challenge is Austin is just so competitive. Mm-hmm. So everyone always says, I want to buy foreclosure, yeah. right? Yeah. And I've gone to these and they sell for like 10000 less than what they're worth. Okay. And oh, that's wow. not a deal. No, yeah. I mean, go try and sell it and you're going to pay more than that in closing costs right. and commissions. So that's what's happening. People are just bidding them up like crazy and everyone thinks foreclosure, I need to buy a foreclosure. Yeah. That's a good deal. That's not the truth. It can be, uh-huh. but you can get just as much of a deal like the one we were looking at on the MLS. Right. That is a foreclosure, but there could be property on there that you just get a low price. Yeah. So it all just comes back to the numbers and uh, not getting swept away in the bidding war and thinking foreclosure is a good deal. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I found a, I was going through the MLS and I found a, um, a foreclosure. It's, it's a REO, so it's bank owned, mm-hmm. um, out in Lago Vista that is um, at 179 right now, um, thousand priced. And the comps in that area are at like 250 to 300 um, for, that aren't foreclosed. Um, so I'm kind of like, that's why this like piqued my interest is looking in the foreclosures. And um, it seems like it could potentially be a good deal. Obviously I need to do my due diligence, um, but um, it seems like it, it could be a good deal if the numbers work out. Yeah, and part of being a good investor is if you're looking to make money on it, um, there is a, a very specific formula that you use that all real estate investors use. It's yeah. 70% of the after repaired value. So okay. one thing you have to be able to do is you know evaluate what the after repaired value is that you know what are if I update the house and fix the walls and paint the house and get the foundation repaired and you know get new flooring in there and, and match it to all the other houses in the neighborhood, what's that, what's it gonna sell for, right? right? 70% of that and then minus whatever repairs you have to put in. Yeah. If you can get a deal at that, which is hard to do because Austin is competitive. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get that deal, it's usually a deal you can make money on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is yeah, it, part it, of this process is being good at evaluating your after repair value right. and being good at evaluating what your repairs are going to be. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And so, like, I, um, since it's it's bank-owned, they hired a, a real estate a listing agent. Um, and so... We're gonna reach out to her um, and try and go look at the property. And um, I believe that a lot of general contractors that do house flips and repairs and stuff like that do free estimates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna try and get reach out to somebody um, and get a general contractor to go out there and look at to see what what it would be to see if the numbers how much it'll cost in repairs to see if the numbers will, will work out. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's you know pretty uh, standard numbers that you can use as well if you know the roof needs to get replaced and you have the square footage of the house, mm-hmm. you can typically at least re- you know estimate that. Uh, you can use these repairs. You're not if you're going to be act- active at investing, you're not your contractor is not going to come with you every single time. But yes, they do free estimates. They don't charge you for a bid. Yeah. Uh, so they'll bid out a lot of projects. Right. Um, and so getting a bid from a contractor is important. So you know exactly what the repairs are going to be yeah. and not just based on your own estimates. For sure. uh, but there are ways you can, you know, if the house hasn't been repainted in five years, you know you're going to have to go ahead and repaint that house. Right. Um, if it's carpeted floors and it hasn't been changed in five years, you know you're going to have to change out the flooring. Yeah. Um, so there's ways that you can um, kind of figure out what uh, the repairs are going to be by just looking at the house. Now things like foundation and your HVAC you know, you're going to have to get your inspector out there, and that's why you have to have that option period of 
uh, time, yeah. you know, 10 to 30 to 45 days, as long as you can get right. to be able to uh, get your inspectors out there, get your contractors out there, and make sure you have accurate numbers. Right, yeah, I got you. Being a a, uh, a new real estate investor, like I'm like super eager and like jacked up about it, um, and somewhat, uh, I guess, not maybe impatient. So like if this deal, I got a, I read a stat that said one out of um, every 2,000 houses is foreclosed in America. Um, and there's a lot of houses in America. And so um, I, like if this deal that I'm looking at right now gets snatched up tomorrow, like I need to be okay with it because there's going to be another one, yeah. you know. Um, and these foreclosure, this, um, I guess the website that we're looking at, the Travis County clerk web search, like it, they, it comes out every every month. Yeah, and, and you can log on there. I mean, they update it on here. Okay. Consistently, so you can log on every night and just check because you want to be the first one to go after that person. Gotcha. If you if you can do that, you know you think you have the best chance, but then again, the the fifth guy might have the best chance because the first one they're just pissed off, and the second one they're a little bit less and less. So right. it's a crazy game. Like there's no one solution. Yeah. And everyone goes about it at different ways. Like he's right. Uh, they get 150 mailers. But some of them do work. Like yeah. that's how I've gotten my deals. And but that's not where I'd really count on a deal coming from. Uh-huh. And maybe they maybe they get a mailer with a dog on it, and they really like dogs, and that's why they call it <laughs> like straight up seriously. Yeah. I mean that's how it works. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's like it, it's you got to be consistent, but you kind of get lucky uh-huh. because it's so competitive. Yeah. But at the same time, the more you do it, the better you get, and you kind of hone your skills. Gotcha. And uh, you create your own system for it. Yeah, definitely be patient with it. The worst thing you can be is a motivated buyer. Okay, um, that's how you make bad deals. Make bad deals. Yeah, and, and and it only takes one deal to lose money on, and then you get burned from being a real estate investor, and you don't. Yeah, back to do it. It, it only yeah. takes one. I mean, you can lose a lot of money on in real estate. Yeah, you can make a lot of money doing real estate. You can also lose a lot of money doing real estate. Right. Yeah. And so it only takes one bad deal, especially if it's in your first few deals that you do. If you lose money on that first deal, most of the time you're not coming back yeah. to do another one because um, yeah. that, 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 that hurts. That, that'll burn. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're 50 deals in, 100 deals in, and you lose money on the 101st deal, all right, you, you understand that, that's, you know, that that can be part of that game. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, one thing that you don't want to be is a motivated buyer. Right. So a couple things. Um, I think that's, that's interesting. He's right. You did the first deal, but our uh, podcast with Austin Property Buyers. Yeah. That, they screwed up their first deal, and that, that was just cool because most people would have stopped. Yep. And now they're, they're doing successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just kept going through that. Yeah. But the other thing, um, the, the risk that you're putting on these foreclosures is big. Yeah. And so, like he said, I, I've heard this quote before on negotiating. The person who wins a negotiation is the one that cares less. And okay. so you just you can't care more than you should. Yeah. You know, and like we were talking about, you got 10 of these that you're tracking down uh-huh. and maybe one will happen, but you just have to keep that pipeline full and maybe you need to have 20. Right. Um, but, but he's right. Like you never want to stretch just to do the deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Be disciplined. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Know your numbers, know your repairs, know your after repair value and stick to your numbers. And if it doesn't work, even if you love the house, you know, that change, if you want to live in the house, then that number of 70% goes up to maybe you're willing to pay 80% of the after repaired value yeah. right? because you want to live in it. So your value of it is a little bit different than 
someone who's just trying to flip it. Right. Um, so that, you know, there are differences uh, to that formula that, you know, depending on what you're trying to do with the house change. But, uh, yeah, I mean, be, being disciplined is important. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, this is like, this is obviously real life stuff and, and has huge implications. Mm-hmm. Right. And whether you make the right or the wrong decision can drastically change your life. Yeah. Right. And I talked to a guy yesterday that's a home builder and he was talking about same thing Emil's talking about is, is being disciplined. Uh-huh. But some home buyers will go buy these tracts of land and think that they can sell the lots for more than they're selling now. Yeah. And he was like deathly scared because he's, he's been in the situation where you literally are forced to sell lots because you got a hundred of them yeah. for a loss. And you're just trying to get out of it. Yikes. Like, because you have a loan. Right. And you can try and sell them for 120000 but it's not worth it. So you got to sell them for eighty, but you're in it for ninety. And that's like a nasty, nasty cycle as a builder or developer to get in. Yeah. You're just trying to get out, but you're losing the whole way. Right. Some people file bankruptcy and just walk away. Jeez. Some people try and make it work. But yeah. if, you, if you're disciplined and you don't think you can just ride the market and you stick to the numbers, yeah. then there's a chance that that's not going to, a much likelier chance that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Gotcha. And is there, so like someone who wants to invest, but... Um, want someone's help like do can someone like hire like a an agent like a, a realtor to are there realtors that specialize in looking into foreclosures yeah for sure okay. definitely um, that that's I mean a, a good realtor is key uh-huh. um, and if they have time to focus in on what you want and they know you're a serious buyer um, you want to know that they have experience but that's that's where a ton of the value comes from. Yeah, is having someone that's done it and is out looking and knows it. Right. And then you're both you have two sets of eyes and you're both looking out for mistakes. Do you have to have a buyer's agent in buying a foreclosure? Nope. I would say it's almost detrimental to have a buyer's agent. Really? If you're gonna go out with someone on the investing side. Yeah. I would say go out with another investor. Okay. Uh, and and maybe partner on the deal or figure out how you want to you know shake it up that way, but. Typically, these deals, there's not enough money for realtors' commissions. Now, you want a good realtor on your team. That's absolutely true uh-huh. because when you sell it, uh, you want to have a good realtor that's going to sell it quickly, tell you, you know, offer you the right evaluation of your after repair value. Having a good realtor will help you determine what the value of the home is because they're the ones that are looking at the market. They're the ones that are you know, in the, the nitty-gritty details of the market on a daily basis. So if you have an investor-friendly agent on your team, that's important. Yeah. Uh, but when you're going to buy a home, uh, especially if you're doing it from an investing side and not from a retail, you're not buying a house retail, you're trying to buy it on the pre-foreclosure list, um, how, how are they gonna get paid? You're gonna pay them 3% out of what, right? Is that, right, typically yeah, because you you're, trying to buy, you're trying to buy it low, and so. Typically, you price yourself out of the market if you have to pay buyer's commissions because the seller's not gonna pay those commissions. This is not a typical, these aren't typical real estate deals where okay. you know the, the seller has equity in the deal and they you know you you bring your agents they have an agent and then there's six percent commissions to go around right these aren't those deals typically gotcha. right? you're not you're there yeah not. yeah and, and yeah. the the flip side is like the the like we're saying they don't have to be foreclosures so what what yeah. really you want to do is establish like how much money do I have yeah what am I working with. And then go with the best deal that you can find. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you definitely want to have a realtor somewhat looking because it might be 
listed. Right. And they might hear, or, but you also want to be searching yourself. Yeah. And so that's the discipline is creating your system. Hey, I'm trying to buy something under 200,000 with an 8% return and then find whatever fits that and do that deal. Gotcha. Okay. And is it, um, is it recommended to like for first time home buyers? Would you recommend, would you recommend buying a foreclosure? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, it's, you know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. Like he said, the, the biggest things are minimizing your mistakes, like checking out the roof, the AC, plumbing, sure. foundation. Yeah. Okay. Knowing the numbers. And whether it's a foreclosure or it's a house, it's, it's, you're just buying real estate. Yeah. Um, and uh, what kind of financing can you get for foreclosures? It's, there's a lot. So um, I've done it and I like this strategy because when you refinance, if you, if you want to just buy something and refinance it mm-hmm. and pull your money out, it takes six months. Okay. But I've done it where you get a hard money loan and then, because if you need it quick, because yeah. hard money can be two weeks, one week. And if it's on the foreclo- pre-foreclosure list, you typically need to get it quick. Yeah, so, yeah. So okay. you get the hard money and then you close on it. And then day one, you start your permanent financing. And then 30 days later, it's done, ideally. Uh-huh. You pay off the hard money, okay. and now you have permanent set up. Whereas you wouldn't have been able to get permanent financing in two weeks. Right, yeah. So the negative to that is that there's a lot of closing cost. Okay. Because you pay it on the hard money close, and then you pay it on the permanent financing close. Yeah. But that's part of, that's the cost of doing business. Yeah. And interest rates are a little bit higher with... Uh, hard money loans. A lot higher. Okay. And you play points. So there's a lot of costs that go into it, but but that's just one way to do it. The other way is you got to have all the cash yourself. Right. Yeah. There's You can find private money as well. There are people that are willing to lend you money um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but with hard money, yeah, you, you are paying points. And, and the interest rate's typically between 12 and 18% for hard money. Yeah. You're paying interest only typically for the amount of time. And it's it's, it's an under six month loan. Okay. N- never really longer than a year yeah. for hard money. Um, but yeah, if you're going to hold the property, then you want to typically refi, refi that into a, yeah. a, a conventional loan. And just for anyone out there or you guys, uh, I have a group that will do 7.5% hard money and they, they charge two points which is pretty typical, that's typical yeah. and that's the points are like a fee it's one percent so if it's a hundred thousand dollars yeah a point would be a thousand dollars so two points would be two thousand yeah so that's like their fee and then they make their interest okay but seven and a half is like great and this is a it's a group from california that is like trying hard to get into austin Okay. So, is it a group of like individual investors that came together, or is it a business? It's a business. Yeah. Do they have a uh, website? Yeah, it's called Civic can Financial. We, can we put it in the show notes? Yeah, yeah. I even got a good connection. His name's Clayton Danley over there. Cool. Um, Clayton, you have business coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> um, he hooked me up. He did a good job. Um, but that was great because I did hard money and then I did permanent financing, and I didn't even I didn't even spend any of my own money because with the permanent, it paid it all off, and there's a little bit of equity. So awesome. zero dollars and you own a property. That's hard to do. But yeah, but it, possible. It, it's possible. It's very possible. Gotcha. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for talking to yeah. me about foreclosures. I feel like hungry now. Like I want to go. I'm gonna be. Lo- I'm gonna be looking at this foreclosure list every single it's night. It's fun, dude. dude. I, yeah. I've gone through it and I've messaged everyone on Facebook and I haven't had any luck. And I've done that three times. So not sure if I'm doing it wrong, but I think. I really believe that Facebook is a way, a good way, because everyone's on it. Yeah. I know they're seeing my message. Seems like a more efficient way. I just probably not portraying it the best way. Hmm. 
So. Well, you're a nice guy. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. You guys got anything else before we close out? That's it. Okay. Cool. Have a All good right. day, everyone. Yeah. Attack the day. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is by Winston Churchill, and it is, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And I believe that foreclosures are an opportunity to do both. You know, you have uh, this business opportunity to invest in something that can make you money, but you can also help out someone who's at uh, going through a tough time in their life. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a little bit about foreclosures, and um, I hope you're able to progress in your real estate investing career and reach financial freedom. Uh, Stay tuned for upcoming episodes and subscribe and leave some comments below. Let us know what you think, guys. Thanks a lot.